Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, everyone. Ah, there you guys are. It's good to see you this morning. Thank you for here for joining us on this beautiful Sunday morning. Those of you online, thank you as well for being here. I will be back there to join you online in a moment, but we are thankful to have you here. If you're worshiping with us for the first time, you're a guest. Thank you so much for taking your time on a Sunday morning to join us and see what this church family is like. We love the Lord and we want to celebrate him today. Pray with me for a moment, if you would. Lord Jesus, we love you. We are here today to celebrate you. Lord, the Bible is all about you. And we want our lives to reflect that today and every day of the week as a church family. Holy Spirit, come into this place and fill our hearts, open our ears and our minds today. Speak to us as we worship you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Please stand with me and let's worship. We are so looking forward to worshiping with you today. It's all about peace today. I swear, it couldn't feel me. A man's empty phrase, treasures of never enough. You came along and put me back together. Every desire is now satisfied here in your love. Oh, there's nothing better than you. There's nothing better than you, Lord. There's nothing, nothing is better. See grace won't find me 
even when I can't see, I will trust the voice that speaks. We're gonna have a little story time real quick. Over the last, well, I'll tell you, if you have any question in your mind, whether God knows who you are, sees you, cares for you, loves you, if you have any question in your mind, I'm gonna tell you a story. And as we go into this bridge about faith rising up, I pray that this story right now will increase your faith because I've had this story for several weeks now and I haven't shared it. But I feel like when we were rehearsing this morning that, that God just kind of put it on the inside of me like today's the day. Okay, you gonna say no to God? Nope. Trust and obey, right? So weeks and weeks and weeks ago before, it, it was last month in March and um, we were talking about the series that was coming up starting on Easter called This Changes Everything. We were wanting to have a dynamic presence for everybody to see and to engage in. And so we dreamed up this wall back here with post-it notes. And we wanted to put that this changes everything. And so I went to designing it. And I picked up grid paper, which is not my MO because I'm artistic in nature and I just kind of, when I hang pictures, I know this is making some of you cringe. I'm trying not to rabbit trail, but I just wanted to show you that like this is not my normal thing. When I do things, I'm more creative and I just do it and I see what happens. When I paint, when I draw, when I write, when I do anything. But this time, I knew that this had to be exact. Because there was gonna be people that were gonna help me. Um, Young Life girls helped, staff helped, my family helped, begrudgingly. And uh, they were like, Mom, put the sticky. So anyway, I got grid paper. Again, not what I normally do. And I gridded it out, because it was about numbers, and I'm not about numbers but I drew it out so everybody would know exactly where the, the words were and then we put the colorful stickies around it. Got it? Okay, I'm gonna try to hurry because I know. And in the process, several people either walked through or knew what I was doing and they would text and they'd be like, whoa, that's a lot of sticky notes. That's gonna take you all week, yes, it, it will but it's worth it. I don't know why, but it's worth it. How many sticky notes are up there? How many? I said, I don't know. I had to grid it gridded out and I, I knew how many to order or whatever. And then finally, after like the second or third person asked me how many sticky notes, I took out my phone, I counted across the top of that grid and I counted down and I did simple multiplication because that is math I can still do. Um, 3,000. 410. 
And if that's not clear to you right now, if, if, if a bell hasn't rung in here, 3410, the address of this building, okay? And I know it's just a building, but when I was sitting on a folding chair in the middle of this thing and I had thousands of sticky notes left to put up, I looked at my phone and I could barely, like, oh, I literally hit C and did it again. Because I was like, no way could this be 3410. And I know the, 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 the worship team was like, once you tell this story, they're going to be not even listening and they're going to be counting. Da, da, da. Take my word for it, okay? Focus on the worship, focus on the word. There's 3410 sticky notes up there, okay? So in that moment, I literally just got the goosies and I looked up and I was like, are you kidding me? Like weeks ago, it was like God was saying, I see you girl. I see all these people. I see all the things that people are gonna write on those sticky notes and we're gonna pray over and we're gonna stick up. I see the things that people aren't gonna write on the sticky notes and put up there, but they're still gonna believe for it. I see it all because I'm covering it all, because I've got it all. And I had it way before you decided to do this silly back wall. I see you, I've got your number. And if you don't know the scripture that we've been clinging to for years, Exodus 34:10, then the Lord said, I am making a covenant with you before all your people, I will do wonders never before done in any nation in all the world. The people you live among will see how awesome is the work that I, the Lord, will do for you. And everything that's come, yeah, go ahead. And I have been clinging on to that story. I'm like, God, you know, and you've got all this. Everybody that's back here and they're writing that they are tired and they are weary and they are lost and they don't have direction and they are believing for healing. And they, we have seen them all. You're believing for things to, to, just to break off. You, you, we see that. We've prayed, but you know what? You know who already knew? God. So I just pray that this increases your faith to believe for the things that you have put up on this wall or even the things that you haven't. He is here. And even when my eyes can't see, I will trust the voice that speaks. I will trust the voice that speaks peace over every situation, every situation, every situation. I will trust the voice that speaks. So let your faith rise up. So let faith rise up, oh heart, believe. Let faith rise up in me. Yes. Let faith rise up, oh heart, believe. Let faith rise up in me. Come on, sing it out. Let faith rise up, oh heart, believe. Let
Let faith rise up in me. Sing it again. Let faith. So let faith rise up, oh heart, believe. Let faith rise up. Faith to believe. Sing it out. Let faith. So let faith rise up. Grand earth is quaked before Moved by the sound of his voice Seas that are shaken and stirred Can be calmed and broken from my regard Through it all, through it all. 
for a brief moment. Tell him, God, it's, it's all good. It is well. Whatever I'm going through, whatever I'm facing, I trust you. It is well. As your word says in Psalms 84, blessed are those whose strength is in you and whose heart are the highways to Zion. God, let our heart point towards you. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the one who trusts in you. We trust you, God, and it is well with our soul. Amen. Amen. God is good. Let's give him a hand clap of praise this morning.
It's good to be here with you in person and online. Once you say hello to somebody before you take your seat or as you take your seat, fist bump, head nod. Thank you so much for coming. It's so good to see your beautiful faces, handsome faces. Good to see you online as well. I have Pastor G on Facebook. Um, if you're online, you have me online. If you're on church online platform, of course, I'm up here right now, so I don't know how that works. But um, anyway, welcome. We're glad you're here. If you're a guest with us, thanks for coming. We'd love to know that you're here. We have a little guest card in the back of your seat or a link online, um, new here. We'd like to send you a note of thanks or a um, little card in the mail that says thank you for coming. If you're here in person, we do have gifts for our guests, a little CF Paris coffee mug if you'd like one of those. Um, you can go see a staff member or a, a Pastor G back there at the back at the end of service. We're just happy to have you, so thankful for you. We also, as part of our worship, we take a moment right now for giving. Um, we do all of that online or through our phones uh, for the most part, and that's all on the screen behind me. Um, my favorite, of course, is the text to give. It's super easy. But the other thing we have is the buckets at the back on your way out. If you want to just go old school, that's fine, too. Um, we like that as well. So, But we just appreciate anybody um, that's giving or have given, and we appreciate you, all you do to support what we do here at Christian Fellowship Church. That's all that I have uh, to say right now, but we do have an announcement screen, I mean, announcement video that Kimmy and Broadway put together. So if you'll turn your attention to the screen, that'd be great. What's up, CF Paris? We are so excited that you've joined us today. We have just a few announcements for you. First off, Mother's Day. It is in two weeks. Don't miss it, guys. It's coming up. Actually, Brandon Farr has done you guys a huge favor. He has already sent out an email with Mother's Day gift ideas. So check your CF Weekly. It's got some great content this week. Um, and the other announcement we have today, guys, is that today is Blue Sunday. And Blue Sunday is a day that we pray for abused children. Every pinwheel represents a child that the Children's Advocacy Center right here in Paris has serviced this year in 2020. So today is a day that we can pray for these children. We can pray for our law enforcement. We can pray for those who are on the front line battling child abuse. We have a short video from Pastor Ron we want to play. Greetings, my name is Ron Corzine. Today is National Blue Sunday Day of Prayer for Abused Children. And I'd like to pray with you in behalf of millions of children who suffer abuse and neglect. Lord, we pray that abused children everywhere will be rescued and then placed in homes of good and loving people. I would ask you to cause the parents of these children to get the help that is available and they so desperately need. I pray these children will find and receive the physical, the emotional, and the spiritual healing that comes through Jesus Christ. Also, I want to pray for those whose lives are dedicated to rescuing these children. Lord, give them wisdom and endurance and protect them and their families. And may those hearing my voice today discover what their part could be in helping abuse children and broken families. Amen. That's it, Pastor Corey's coming up. I mean, it looked good. It looked, it looked like a really cool shot. I just wanted to watch it out. Uh, man, it is great to be here this morning. Uh, I am going to uh, 
I, I real quickly want to talk about these, the pinwheels, guys. Uh, Children's Advocacy Center, I'm, I'm humbled, I'm, I'm honored to be able to, to serve on, on their, their board and help them out, guys. Right here in Lamar County, just last year, 290 kids that were represented uh, by Children's Advocacy Center. Um, and its current statistics show that one in 10 um, will actually uh, come forward and, and tell or, or talk about the issues, the things that are, are going on at home. Um, I, I can't even begin to think that that number is possible here in Lamar County, uh, and yet I can't even begin to think that 290 children um, were hurt in some way last year. Man, y'all, uh, there's phenomenal organizations, phenomenal ministries all throughout this area, all throughout Lamar County. Check them out, guys. There's some phenomenal people that, that this church supports, that helps out. Uh, there's some phenomenal organizations doing some phenomenal work, and Children's Advocacy Center is, is one of those. Um, Find out more information if you don't know about them, guys. They're, uh, they're representing our kids that don't have representation. Um, I'm going to jump right into our series. Uh, man, how about, how about 3,410 post-its up behind us? Um, it, uh, as Melissa already stated, it, 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 it just... It shares something, it shows something in our lives that, that God is in tune even with the things that we're not thinking about. Even with the things that, that, that we're concerned about but we're not really necessarily giving over to God because, well, it's, it's, not, it's not genocide or it's not, it's not children that need help or it's not some big issue, it's just the little issues that affect me and, and yet God sees it all. Over the last three weeks, this being the fourth, I, I've asked you guys specifically, I even, I even gave a challenge on Easter Sunday that said, hey, look, for the next four weeks, let's try this. Bring your questions, bring your doubts, bring your concerns. And, and I think a lot of times we, we've always been told that we can't bring our questions, doubts, or concerns, you know, because then that shows a lack of faith. But, but quite the opposite. I, I think it's in showing up with our questions, our doubts, our concerns, and, and being real with each other and then with God and saying, God, I, I need to see you in this situation. It's in those moments that we see God reveal himself in our lives. Today, though, I, I kind of want to uh, take these last three weeks and, and I want to summarize it. Uh, just this last week, I, I, I came up and I was just reading through all the different notes. Again, each week, as, as y'all have, have written down your questions, the different things that you have, we've taken them and we've placed them over some of the other colors up here, and uh, my heart broke. Uh, there's so many people that are going through so many different situations that, truthfully, nobody else really knows. And yet, in looking at all of these, these questions, these concerns, all of these different things, there was, there was a, a general summation that we tend to question. There's a general summation, I think, that, that happens within our lives that we then tend to question. And, and I think many people here, many would acknowledge that you know God uses people. You're like, yeah, okay, I, I mean, I get that, I believe that. God uses people, but what we have a hard time believing or seeing, recognizing, is that it, it's, it's not just people that God wants to use, God wants to use you. 
in every question, in every concern, in every doubt, in every hurt that's up here, there, there's usually a tendency to ask God these questions, but then, but then not want to or see the ability to step into these questions and say, all right, God, I, I'm, I'm here, I'm available, I, I want you to use me. And yet throughout Scripture, over and over and over again, this is what we see. God constantly wants to use you in a significant way. But we doubt. We doubt that God will really use us. We'll, we'll say stuff like, well, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm not talented enough. I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm afraid to get in front of people. I'm not really a people person anyway. I don't like to talk to people. We have all these doubts, all these questions, all these concerns that, that come up. And the truth is, God is saying, but I want to use you. And then if you're anything like me, you, you build up the courage, the faith, to step out. To, All right, God, the gifts you've given me, I don't think they're much. I don't think that I have anything, but, but you say I'm supposed to do something, I'm going to step out. And, and as soon as you make up that mindset to step into what God's wanting to do in your life, that's immediately when, when the enemy starts to throw doubts, concerns, questions, all these, all these thoughts start to creep up. All sorts of reasons in our minds where, where we honestly, we, we doubt that we are qualified for God to be able to use us in any sort of significant way. Um, there's a passage that I, I hope, I just, I, I want everybody to write it down. This is one of those refrigerator magnet uh, type of scriptures. But uh, Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10 says this. We are God's masterpiece. That's you, that's every single individual in this room, that's myself, that's you, that's your kid, that's, that's anybody here listening, anybody tuning online, everybody that walks, that moves about the earth, that is alive to breathe. Scripture says we are God's masterpiece. It goes on, it says he has created us as new in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things that he planned for us long ago. The planning, just as Melissa talked about, even if something is, is ridiculous as a post-it note board wall having your address number on it. The, these things that, that God realized well before time began, before you were ever even a thought, God picked you, placed you, designed you, created you for this time, for this purpose. You're the masterpiece of God. Created and designed by God for his glory to use the gifts, the passions that he has given you. The gifts, the passions that are already in your life. Before you existed, God knew that he would use you to glorify his name and to make a difference. You're God's masterpiece and God, God will use his masterpiece. God will use you. God will use you. Again, though, the, the very moment that you decide to start stepping into it, you start believing it, you start having the faith, and you, you, uh, the spiritual enemy, he, he starts to place these doubts within our minds. You've prayed this before. Why are you praying that again? You've tried this. You, you gave it a chance one time, and, and it didn't work out. Why do you even bother? What do you think? You think God really cares about you? These doubts. These questions in our mind. 
And whenever that happens, I pray that I can encourage you today with the three types of people that God loves to use. Three types of people that God loves to use, and I am sure every single one of you, in edifying and uplifting you, you're going to realize that you find yourself within one of these three categories. Three types of people that God loves to use. The first, the first is the insecure. Come on, look, how many can be honest enough to say you've ever felt insecure in life? How many of you aren't raising your hand because you're insecure and don't want to raise your hand? God uses those who aren't even sure of their own abilities. Most people, including myself, have insecurities. Congratulations, you're perfect. You're the candidate that God wants to use. Uh, There's a story in scripture when God called Moses, he called Moses to deliver the Israelites who had been in slavery for hundreds and hundreds of years. God calls Moses to to free his people, and as soon as God called them, the very first thing that Moses did was show his own personal insecurities. Look at this passage with me in, uh, in Exodus chapter 4 verse 10. God called Moses and Moses said to the Lord, oh Lord, I, I've never been eloquent. Neither in the past nor since you've spoken to your servant. I'm slow of speech. I'm slow of tongue. I'm unable. I, I, I don't have the ability to do this. I don't, I don't sense within myself I'm secure enough to be able to step out into what you're saying I'm supposed to. But God, I, you don't get it. I, God, I, I'm not your man. You put me in front of a crowd and I'm going to freak out. I, I, a lot of people... Uh, a lot of people think I'm, I'm lying when I say this next little bit, but I hate standing in front of people and giving a, any sort of talk. <laughs> it freaks me out. It honestly just freaks me plumb out. I don't like this. I mean, I love it, but I don't like it. Uh, I have managed... The ability of going into my office, shutting the door, and saying, oh, God, here it goes again. Please help me because I don't know what I'm doing. Every Sunday. Hallelujah. God bless. (laughs) Look. This is exactly what Moses was saying. He's like, God, I'm going to say the wrong things. I'm going to put my foot in my mouth. I'm going to stutter. I'm going to mess up. I'm going to miss a beat. I'm not going to do this right. God wants to use you. And again, whenever you take a step in that direction, watch, I can promise you, is in the back of your mind, all of a sudden, this resume for failures start to to, to list. I'm not good enough. I don't know enough. Just this week, and it was a jest, but I was talking with Brandon, and he said something to the effect of, yeah, I'm kind of getting to the point where I think I'm too old to, to reach these young people. And I started thinking as well about when I first got here, how everybody told me I was too young to reach these people. We put limitations on everybody. Well, well you're, you're, gonna, you're not going to be able to do this because you're too old. You're not going to be able to do this because you're too young. You're not going to be able to do this because, and these thoughts in our mind just keep reverberating. God loves to use the insecure. But again, you're the masterpiece of God. 
You, created by God, are his masterpiece. He, he didn't just like have scraps left over one day and pull it together. There's Bob. Throw him out there. I had some extra pieces. Every single one of us is a masterpiece, created, designed, formed by God, but then as well, not just as a, as a body, as a shell, who we are. The way our heart beats on the inside, what it beats for, who it beats for. Every bit of this was, was just intricately designed by God. You are his masterpiece. God knew what he was doing when he made you. He wired you with certain gifts, with certain abilities, even certain passions. There's, there's people here that, that you care about things. You, 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 care about, uh, you care about people that are around you in ways that, that you, just, you can't even begin to describe. And you've always wondered why. And yet, and yet it really is just as beautiful and as simple as because God created you, designed you. In all of history, from the span of when time began to when time ends, God took the time, you as his masterpiece, looked at you and said, I need you here. And yet how often do we say, God, man, I, I, I'm not able, I can't do this. God knew that this was the perfect time for you to be born. God knew that this was the right place for you to live around the right people, and listen here, the right people with the right weaknesses. God has surrounded you with the right people with the right weaknesses. Now, why do, why do I say it like that? Because our weaknesses are often the greatest clue as to where God wants to work. It's through our weaknesses, through our insecurities, our questions and our doubts that, that his strength is made perfect. There's more room for him to work when we get out of the way thinking that, well, I'm not good at this. God is going to have to. But this area I'm really good at, so God, I'm, I've got this. It's in our insecurities that God is able to truly work. God wants to use those who are insecure. Uh, again, Moses looks at God says, God, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a good speaker. Watch how God speaks directly to him. Can you, uh, I'm having connecting trouble with the back. Do you mind hitting that next one for me? In verses 11 and 12, the Lord said to Moses, who gave human beings their mouths? Is it not I, the Lord? In other words, look, you don't think, you don't think that I know, God is saying, you don't think that I know what you can do. You forget, I gave you your mouth. I formed you, I fashioned you. I know exactly what you're capable of, what you're incapable of. Don't tell me, I know. Now go, I will help you speak and will teach you what to say. Every time we have that question in our minds, God, I, I'm, not, I'm not the right person for this job. All the while, God's going, wait, 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 I created this masterpiece. Who, who are you to tell me that this is why I created you? And yet we sit there and we, we're insecure. I will help you speak, I will teach you what to say, but first, Moses, you have to go. Look, here, it, there's a great point right here within this scripture. You have to step out in order to find out. You're going to have to step out of your comfort zone in order to see what it is that God's going to do in your life. And that, that's a scary place to be. God is telling Moses, you're going to have to open your mouth so that I can fill it. 
Take a step of faith and believe that I will use you. And, and even though you don't believe in yourself, even though you don't believe in yourself, God is saying, I believe in you and I'm going to use you to make a difference. But you're going to have to step out to find out. Because God uses the insecure. Who else does God use? Let me show you number two. God also uses the unlikely. The unlikely. God loves to use people that others think don't have what it takes. Thank you, God. Those that others don't believe. There's a, a great passage in 1 Samuel chapter 16. At the time, the, the king over, over all of Jerusalem was, was King Saul. And, and King Saul had, had deviated from what God was wanting. And, and so, in as such, God came down and talked to a prophet by the name of Samuel and said, Samuel, I want you to go anoint the new king. So Samuel travels to this town, and in traveling to this town, goes and visits a man by the name of Jesse. Jesse had eight sons. Eight sons he had. And Jesse, I mean, Samuel looks at Jesse and says, hey, bring your sons together. We're going to gather together. I want to anoint the new king. So Jesse calls his sons in. And I, I want to pick up in uh, 1 Samuel verse, or chapter 16, verse 6. It says this, when they arrived, Samuel saw Eliab, who was the oldest son. The Eliab, and he thought, surely the Lord's anointed stands here before the Lord. It continues on, it says, but the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Do you, do you get this? <laughs> God, see th God sees things in you that no one else sees. Eight sons. Invited to, to participate in this, one of our sons is going to be anointed as king. Let's call all the sons together. David's father, Jesse, <laughs> thought so little of him. Didn't think that he was likely going to be the one that he didn't even invite him to the, hey, bring your sons together because I'm going to anoint one as king. Samuel looked over the first one, thought, man, this one, this has got to be it. And then he went to number, number two, number three, number four. And each time he's like, this has got to be it. Number four, number five, this has got to be it. Number six, number seven. By number seven, he's like, God, this is the last one. Surely this is it. And God's like, nope. And he looks at Jesse, he's like, is, is this all your sons? And David's father was like, well, there's David, but <laughs> we put him out to the sheep pasture. Stop believing what other people say about you. You're not the sum total of other people's opinions on you. You are who God says you are. And God says you're his masterpiece. You're created by him, for him, with, with unique gifts placed at this moment in history. God says, scripture tells us, that you're blessed coming and you're blessed going. That you walk in blessings. God says that he has a unique purpose just for you. God says he's working in all things to bring about good for those who are called according to his purpose. You are called according to his purpose. So look, even when things go south in life, because they will, right? Even when things go south in life, God says that whatever your spiritual enemy meant for evil, that he will take and use for good. 
He will take even the bad in your life and use it, utilize it to bring about good. You got to stop believing what others are saying. Start believing what God says about you. God loves to use those that others overlook. The third area, the third person that, that God loves to use, God. So number one, God uses the insecure. Number two, God uses the unlikely. Number three, God uses failures. How about this for an edification buildup? He uses failures. If you've ever failed, I've got great news for you. One of the disciples, Peter. Peter loved to run his mouth. Hot-headed, quick-tempered, could throw his words out fast. At one point in time, he bragged about his faithfulness to Jesus. Flat out, talking to Jesus with the other disciples there, he says, these other guys, they got, they got nothing. Me, I'm with you all the way. I've got your back. Boastful. Jesus saw right through this, looked at Peter and said, actually, Peter, you're, you're going you're to deny me, not once, but, but three times. And when you do, on the third time, you're going to hear the rooster crow and, and you're going to feel broken. But then you'll be ready. And Peter looked at Jesus and said, nah, man, what are you talking about? I'm with you, 100%. Picking up in Luke chapter 22 and verse 60, it says this. For the third time, someone asked Peter, don't you know Jesus? And Peter says this. Peter said, man, I don't know what you're talking about. At this moment, while he was still speaking, the rooster crowed. Then the Lord turned, again, from the cross. He's been crucified. He's hanging. The Lord turned and looked straight at Peter. Can you imagine Peter's pain in that moment? Scripture goes on to say, it says, and Peter went outside and wept bitterly. I can only imagine what was going through Peter's mind. Look, it was Peter who Jesus looked at him and said, Jesus looked at him and said, Peter, you're going to be, I'm going to change your name to Peter because you're going to be known as the rock. And upon this church, or upon this rock will I build my church. And I mean, there was this confidence that was, that was, that was expressed directly to Peter. And now, now in this moment, Peter's going, rock, my God, I, I'm, I'm crumbling apart here. I'm a failure. He even called it. He knew I would do it. Well, who am I? He believed in me, and I let him down. Look, if you've failed in life, Congratulations. Even in my own life, there's been failure after failure after failure. But through each failure, I, I, I've learned. God's broken me, and I, I've learned, humbled me over and over again. Look, you're going to blow it. We all mess up. Some of you here today, tuning in online, listening here, you're, you've been hurt deeply. Maybe even embarrassed by some of the things that have happened within your own life. Some people have gone through relational failures, been through a, a, a divorce. And, 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 and in that time, it, it felt like the church itself turned its back on you. God never turns his back on you. 
People do, yes. I, I wish it didn't happen. I'd love to be able to say I'm sorry for every hurt that's ever happened and make it all better, but I know it's not, it's not that easy. People have been through hurts. But God never turns his back on you. He still loves you so much and can use you. There's people that uh, you're still in school. And for whatever reason, something's happened. You feel like your witness is compromised. All because of a mistake that you feel everybody knows about. Man, I'm, I'm here to tell you God can still use you. And in fact, I, I would go on to say that that one area of weakness can one day become one of the greatest areas of strength in your life. Moses, Moses murdered a guy. David committed adultery. Peter denied Jesus three times with Jesus watching. Sometimes when you fail, it's at that point that you're broken and, and you're humbled before God. But it's also in those moments that you're then more dependent on him than you've ever been. I, I say that, I pray it's true, because, because what happens is, is there's a choice that's made in those moments. You can blame God and you can run away. Or you can realize it wasn't God that turned his back on you. And you can lean in even more. God will use you. What's humbling to me about Peter is, is Jesus came back to him, forgave him. And, and after, the, after the resurrection, after, after Jesus comes back, man, all of a sudden he looks at Peter. And believes in him. I, I immediately just believes in him. And it was Peter who helped to birth the New Testament church. The failure. The failure Peter, the one who when asked by a schoolgirl, couldn't even admit that he knew Jesus. On the day of Pentecost, says he preached so boldly that over 3,000 people got saved that day. The very one who was scared to, to say, yes, I know Jesus, was now boldly proclaiming the very area of weakness. His failure was exactly where God was going to strengthen him and use him. I'm going to uh, start to close. I'm going to have the band come up and play. And, and as I do, I, I kind of want to go back over a small point I made earlier. And I, I want you all to really just let this ride home. There are those today that there's things that God has put on your heart. What do you do at that point? What do you do with these, with these questions, these concerns, with all these doubts, with, with these things that we're praying for, with these beliefs that we're believing for, with all these different things, with the uncertainties going on? There's things that God will put on your heart. And you're going to have to step out to find out. You're going to have to step out to find out. Over and over again in Scripture, we, we, see that, we, we see that seeing what God wanted to do in a situation, we see it, we read it, we know what God wanted to do in a situation, but it required stepping out not knowing what God wanted to do in that situation. One of those times... The disciples are all in the boat. Jesus walked by walking on water. The disciples have been 
they're fishing, all of a sudden they're, they're crossing the lake from one side to the other, and a storm blows up, and now Jesus comes walking across the water as they think they're about to die in this storm. Peter looks out, and he thinks to himself, I wonder if I can do that. So he said to Jesus in Matthew 14, 28, it says, he said, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come to you on the water. And scripture says, Jesus said one word, nothing but, but come. Come. The next line says, then Peter got down out of the boat and walked on water toward Jesus. Peter would have never known that it was possible to walk on water if he had stayed in the boat. And yet how many of us live our lives from the comfort of the boat? Even with the waves beating around us, even when, even when it looks like, it looks like we're going to be destroyed in this storm. You might have to step out to find out. But God, this is my security. This is, this is where I'm comfortable. This is, this is where I can... I, I, I can't, I can't step out, God. I'm not able. And those doubts start to rise. There are those of you that have been in a spiritual comfort zone for far too long. And look, I, I'm, I'm here to tell you this morning, you're going to have to take a spiritual risk. You're going to have to get out of the boat. You're going to have to step out to find out. Today, when I close here in just a second, I, I'm going to ask you to pray some prayers with me. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preface these prayers that I'm going to pray by letting you know that if you pray them, God's going to disturb your world. Because he changes everything. He's going to disturb you. It's going gonna, it's gonna to rock you. It's not going to be your norm. It's not going to be your comfortable. God's going God's gonna to disturb you a little bit. He's going to stretch you out of your comfort zone into a, into a place of faith. Into a place of belief where, where you can't succeed without him. I'm going to challenge you to ask for, for eyes to see things that you didn't even see yesterday. And when you do, look, here's my promise to you. All of a sudden, you're going to see needs that, that you were blind to just moments before. <laughs> Again, reading through some of these simple notes, simple letters. There's people sitting next to you today and you have no clue. The hurt, the pain they're going through, the questions that are, are rocking their world. and Maybe because of insecurities, because of past failures, because of whatever it was, they just don't feel like they're likely enough. They're not going to open up and share it. And so it comes time when we need to just say, God, I pray that you would give me the eyes to see the hurt, the pain that's around me. I'm also going to ask you to pray for ears to hear the needs that others are too ashamed to admit. I'm going to challenge you to ask for a heart that is broken by the very things that break the heart of God. And when you do these things, I, I can promise you, you're going to be awoken in the middle of the night weeping. You're going to be, you're going to be just sobbing and you can't figure out why, but, but your heart is broken for an individual, for a person, for a family, for a cause, for something. And, and, and all the while you're going, God, well, what? Praying for those who are less fortunate, those who, who have a burden, those, those who are, are, are hurting financially. Helping those in need. 
And then here's my promise. You're going to recognize that God has given you the resources to do something about it. But you're going to think you're unlikely. You're going to think you're unqualified. You're going to think you're going to fail in the process. Just when you're about to step out, just when you're about to believe, just when you've woken up, you've burdened your heart, you're crying out, all of a sudden, those very moments, the enemy is going to sit there and say, you're not good enough. Who do, you, who do you think you are? You've prayed this prayer before. Why are you going down this road again? You're unlikely. You're a failure. And at that moment... At that moment, when you hear those words, you can know that God is confirming you're the exact person that he wants to use. We can look at these situations as reasons why God won't use us, or we can recognize you're exactly who God wants to use. God will use you because you're his masterpiece. Eyes to see things you didn't see before. Ears to hear things that, that aren't being said. And a heart that is broken. Broken by the things that break the heart of God. I'm, I'm praying. I'm praying that it's difficult for you to leave the building today. For you to turn off the computer today without your heart just being burdened. God will interrupt you. But you're going to have to step out to find out. As I, as I close, if I can have y'all's help, here's what I want to do. If you're, if you're tuning in online, I, I need your help as well. And with every head bowed, every eye closed in the room, I, I'm not wanting to embarrass anybody, point anybody out. But, but I recognize as well that every single one of us in here fall into those three categories. If you're here today and, and you would say, man, Corey, I, I have felt insecure or, 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 or like the unlikely. I've failed big time in, in different areas in these situations. But if you want to believe, if you want to know, if you want to stand on the truth that God will use you, that you are his masterpiece, I want to pray for you. It's a daring prayer, and, and again, I'm promising you, look, you pray it, and, and God's, God's going to interrupt your life. It's going gonna, it's gonna to change things, because this changes everything. You can't go about normal life when, when all of a sudden you recognize that the God of the universe created you for such a time as this, for such a place as this. Maybe even to be a part of the very answer to the question that you're writing and throwing up on the board behind me. If that's you, if you just real quickly raise your hand, let me acknowledge, see you where you're at, and then I'll pray. Awesome, 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 man, awesome. Thank you, God. I tell you what, church, y'all stand with me if you will, please. I, Heavenly Father, I thank you. Father, I pray right now across this room for those that are tuning in online, Lord, they're, they're writing in to, to our online pastors right now, Lord God, I pray that everybody within the sound of my voice would recognize their usefulness, Lord God, in you. 
We thank you, Lord, ahead of time for all the ways that you're, you're going to work in these situations, even in our questions, Lord God. And, and regardless of the answer or the lack of an answer, Father, we're going to continue to step out to find out. I pray, Lord Jesus, across this room that you would burden us with burdens for, for those who are less fortunate, for those who are, are hurting, Lord God, for those who are hungry, for those who are needy, Lord Jesus. That we would recognize the need in everybody, Lord God, not just the superficial, the outward appearance of need, God, but, but the need inside of everybody's life, the need we all have. I thank you, Father, for your work in people's lives here in this room. As I continue to pray, I, I want to pray for one more group of people. I told you guys at the beginning of this that give me a month. If you're here and you've, you've never had a relationship with Jesus Christ, You've never had a personal relationship or, or maybe what relationship you did have was skewed and, and, and even hurt by, by maybe even a church or by somebody who, who was supposed to do you right. Look, the message of the gospel is clear. You, you cannot be made right without, without God. On your own, you can't be made right. It's impossible. It's only by faith and the perfect sacrifice that Jesus Christ gave shed his innocent blood for the forgiveness of sins. There are those here today and you feel like for whatever reason you're separated from God. Scripture's clear. He, even Peter, when he preached this Pentecost message, his message was repent and turn. It's, it's as simple as forgive me, Jesus. And Scripture says that at that very moment that you're born as new, that you too are his masterpiece, created with a, a purpose, a plan, a destiny, a future, a hope for today. All the filth, all the sin, all the junk is forgiven. Everything that you think keeps you from God is, is the very things that he's working in you to bring about good. He's going to use it all. The very things that you think discredit you. God's saying, man, I want to use you. You're going to have to step out to find out. You may be wondering, should I do this? Look, you're going to have to step out to find out. You'll never know as long as you stay in your comfort zone. If you're here this morning and, and you want to pray that simple prayer of, Father, I, forgive me. I need you. If you'll raise your hand too, just with every head bowed, every eye closed, I want to pray special for you. A special prayer just for you. Awesome. 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 Heavenly Father, I thank you. For the life of Jesus Christ, who, even though innocent, Lord God, shed that innocent blood so that my sin, so that our sin would be forgiven. So that in recognizing that we are his masterpiece, in those moments, Lord God, that, that we can be completely forgiven and that we can turn to you and realize, Lord Jesus, that we are that beauty, that created special purpose, 
For those that raised their hand this morning, Lord God, for a relationship with you. Those that are tuning in online, Lord God, wanting a relationship with you, Lord, I pray right now that they would pray just this simple prayer. Father, forgive me. I accept. I receive the gift that Jesus gave on Calvary's cross. Thank you for life eternal. Change everything within me. Shape me, Lord God, according to your purpose. And and let me believe, let me know, let me step out in faith, Father, every day. Combating every single evil thought. Every, Every time the enemy tries to tell me I'm not worthy, Lord God, let it be a reminder that I am because of you. Every time he tells me I'm insecure, every time he tells me I'm a failure, every time he tells me I'm unworthy, Lord God, let that be the very reminder I need, Lord, that you've got this in me. That you've got this in them. Father, I thank you for the work that you're doing. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for new life. In the name of your son, I pray. Amen, amen, amen. Come on, guys. Y'all give a clap to those that raise their hand. Man, it's a powerful moment. Guys, listen. God wants to use you. Don't don't make any qualms, excuses, anything about it. No. By today, God is using you in somebody's life to change their eternity. God bless you all. Y'all have a wonderful, wonderful Sunday afternoon. Look forward to seeing you throughout the week. Let faith rise up, oh heart, believe. Let faith rise up in